to extraordinary public demand, you are listening to the final episode of the exploits of the world's most successless private detectives, featuring Wunderkin Max. I'm available for weddings, bar mitzvahs, and funerals. Though why you'd want a reasonably priced male stripper at any of those events, I have no idea. Anyway, call me. And Blunderkind Ivan. If genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration, then I guess I'm 99% a genius. It's the casebook of Max and Boxing, 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 boxing day. Hey, man, I told you they just call it New Year's Eve. Oh, OK. <laughs> and how was your New Year's Eve, 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 Do you mean Eve? Christmas? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, it was fine. You know, I slept in, had a big roast dinner cooked for me. You? Oh, well, I got up really early, cooked this massive dinner. Oh, we spent it together, didn't oh, we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, to lack of business. I've taken a look at our books, which we're propping together to use as a desk, and things aren't great. There's no profit in sight. No profit? I had the same problem with that doomsday cult I joined. The Goat King never manifested. No matter how much of my money or blood I tithed. <laughs> Evan, you've got to stop getting involved in these awful organisations. Oh, I'm free from that sort of unhealthy dynamic, especially since I became a diamond-level sales rep for Nicotine, the training vape-style inhalation experience for school kids and the young of lung. <laughs> Don't you have to buy all the stuff off them in order to sell it on? It's a total pyramid scheme. Uh, their three-sided square sales model isn't a pyramid scheme, Max. Oh, you're a very vulnerable man. <laughs> Would a vulnerable man have just sold 27 XL nicotine cartridges to a Mr. I. Gonzalez? Ivan, isn't that you? Uh, yeah. I owe myself quite a lot of money. <laughs> but luckily, I'm also owed quite a lot of money. Is that from your... From myself, right. yes. <laughs> Drawn inexorably to the sound of people owing money, it's the boy's landlord, Malcolm McMichaelmas. Boys, boys, boys! Malcolm? I want to know what your boys' plan is for the next year. Is this so you can come to the office again whilst we're on holiday and steal all our cutlery? <laughs> No, I'm talking resolutions. Who's doing what? Well, Ivan's joining a gym. He said he wanted to get stacked. Oh, um, sorry, Max. I realised what I meant was get stacking. I applied to a supermarket for a junior shelf stacking scheme. Fingers crossed is the technique I was using whilst doing my trial shift, so I didn't get it. <laughs> Max's resolution is to die and then do a book. That is not what ghostwriter means. <laughs> really? Oh, in that case, don't drink the coffee I just made you. What? I was trying to be helpful, so I tipped in some nicotine. Ivan! <laughs> so wait, that stuff's deadly. Only when ingested. When inhaled, it's health-tastic. A trademarked phrase meaning extremely carcinogenic. <laughs> right, well, I want to be a ghostwriter so I can get paid big bucks to hang out with cool people saying interesting things. Literally the opposite of my life now. Oh, I love my life right now. Overseeing big buildings and doing no work. Oh, which is why my resolution is to become a priest. <laughs> so your resolution doesn't involve changing your lifestyle at all? Well, you should never make a commitment you can't stick to. Like when I agreed to live with those 10,000 bees. <laughs> or my marriage vows. I never should have married those bees. <laughs> they really stung me in the divorce. <laughs> nah, sorry, lads, it's New Year's Eve. So, of course, I've been drinking solidly for a full year. Happy anniversary. Hey, we should celebrate. I'll go and find us something to do. I'm sure there are loads of places on New Year's in London that aren't a hellish, overcrowded, expensive, joyless waste of everyone's time. 
As the misguided Malcolm marches off through the front door... Why didn't he open the door? A sheepish-looking man appears. Please forgive the sheep costume. I'm going to a fancy dress party. That's quite all right. Pull up a chair-shaped arrangement of books. What can we do for you? Max and Ivan, my name is PC Barry Gribble from the Outer Peckham Police Force. We need your help bringing down South East London's most feared criminal dynasty, the Shanks family. Crikey O'Reilly! No, no, the Crikey O'Reillys are behind bars. <laughs> we put an end to their counterfeit pet scheme. Ah, yes. Ivan was devastated when his dog flew away. <laughs> the Shankses have lain dormant for many years, but they've never gone away. Like herpes. And now, much like herpes, their next movements are likely to be rash and unpleasant. <laughs> and treating them won't be as easy as going to the clinic on Dean Street and enduring another lecture from Nurse Parker about your chaotic personal life. Uh, sorry, you, you, you were saying... Shank sorry, yeah, yeah, no. Um, they've ruled south of the river for generations, always led by a fearsome matriarch. First, in the 1940s, there was Maud Shanks, who gave her name to the delicious cut of lamb and the sharpened spoon, now used as a horrifying prison weapon. Legend has it she invented both during the same meal. There's two types of people in this world, and I'm going to threaten both of them with this sharpened spoon until they give me their money. Now pass them in sauce. Then, 40 years later, there was Mary Shanks, who assembled a gang of lovable street urchin pickpockets and set fire to them for warmth. The chubby ones are particularly flammable. And now there's a new Shanks matriarch in town, Mean Martha, the rottenest of the lot. You say potato, and I'll kill you. <laughs> After years of radio silence, we finally managed to get our police radios working again. And it sounds like the Shankses are plotting something big tonight. I need you to find out what that is and put a stop to it. Wait, hold on. Isn't this all a bit above our pay grade? Yeah. Come to think of it, on my salary, being paid is above my pay grade. Yeah. Why do you want us involved? Well, as this statement says... Oh, drop me papers. Uh... Right, uh, there's no way our underfunded police force is getting mixed up with these maniacs and Max and Ivan are feckless morons. No, sorry, that is the wrong piece <laughs> of paper. Um, OK, uh, apply the ointment topically until symptoms are no... No, once again, wrong paper. Um, hopefully they'll be desperate enough to take on the case until we can afford competent officers on the beat. Well, I'm sold. No, absolutely not. And there will be a fee. Well, I'm sold. Thank you both. I truly appreciate this. And from all at the force, I would just like to say, this is your third formal warning, Gribble, stop going dogging. <laughs> The boys head out in search of clues. They visit the town square. I just think Fleabag's actually a little bit rude. <laughs> and then make their way to Outer Peckham's least reputable pub, ye older whiter man. Wanna sit on that stool? Actually, I'd really rather someone cleaned it up. Suit yourself. Here you go. Ooh, a pint of stout. That's water. Mmm, <laughs> lumpy. Yeah? Did someone say my name? At this, a woman turns to face the boys with the kind, welcoming features of a giant slab of horse meat. 
which has had an angry face carved into it with a compass. I'm Lumpy, Lumpy Shanks. I eat car batteries for breakfast and I appear on Scotland Yard's top ten most wanted list four times. Shanks, the family we're after. Ivan, play it cool. I ain't perspiring any more than normal which, as we've established, is 99%. Wait, I thought you was coming... She checks her wrist. Later. Max, why does she have the word later written on her wrist? <laughs> are you who I think you are? Um, we, we, we... Yeah, we, we, just as I thought. The French Mafia. <laughs> oh, uh, bien sûr. Uh, je m'appelle uh, Laurence Selmony. Hey, je m'appelle David. Attenborough. <laughs> right. And you better have brought what you promised or else I'll show you how I got my nickname. Incidentally, Numpy is my real name. My nickname is The Torture Lady. Um, uh, remind me again uh, what uh, we promised uh, so, uh, so that we know you are who we think you are. No, 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 no way. I am not supposed to talk about the poison we need to kill all the people. Now, give it here. Uh, yes, I I'm so sorry. Uh, you uh, see poison? Say no more. No more. <laughs> Wait, what? Evan, what are you doing? I've got some nicotine cartridges on me. Rusk and synthetic breast milk. The most poisonous flavour of the lot. Lumpy examines the cartridge with a confused, angry expression. Her normal expression. And then carefully produces a small, wriggling mouse, which she places on the bar. The Crikey O'Reilly family sold me this tiger. Carefully, she tips a single drop of fluid into its mouth. Oh, if one drop can do that to a fully grown tiger, it's good stuff. Mercy. No, no, there's no need to beg. I ain't going to torture you now. OK, we'll take the full 30 kilos. Tell your bosses to meet Mama Shanks at this time. You're just pointing at the word later. Yeah, meet her later. Back at the office, the boys return to find Malcolm staring angrily at their empty cutlery drawer. Boys! 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 <coughs> Malcolm? Malcolm? Look what I just snagged! Oh, yeah. You should have been more careful when you shut the cutlery drawer. <laughs> Aye. If I'm ever going to be a priest, I'll need a longer robe. <laughs> but no! I found something for us to do tonight. You know the place I go to do my deep breathing exercises? The paint factory. Aye. <laughs> Well, they've turned it into a nightclub. And I've got us three tickets to the big opening. Although that's the least disgusting big opening you've invited us to. Sadly, we've got a case. Ivan, it's time to go undercover! Preparing for the biggest case of their careers, the boys transform themselves into two high-ranking members of the French Mafia. Max, with a double-breasted trench coat and Galois cigarette, becomes... François Lemort, sinister apothecary. Whilst Ivan, in a baffling combination of skin-tight Breton t-shirt and towering powdered wig, becomes high-society drug dealer... Maurice Antoinette, Lidzim of Coke! <laughs> the boys walk through the worst bit of Peckham, where their own office is, and head to a marginally nicer area where the criminal hideout is. God, this warehouse was hard to find. I guess if it wasn't, it would just be a house. Mm. 
The door creaks open to reveal a dark room full of people with dark expressions conducting dark deeds. And there at the heart of it all stands the most feared woman in London. With flaming red hair and dazzling brown teeth. It's the one and only... Martha Shanks. Good to meet you. But let me introduce myself properly through the medium of song. <laughs> M, A, and all the other letters. When it comes to criminality, no one does it better. Martha Shanks, the name, doing loads of crimes a game. I'm the premier proprietress of punishment and pain. As a woman in crime, well, I've worked twice as hard. I smashed a glass ceiling and stabbed people with the shards. I'll ruffle your hair while I slice out your liver. I'm the dastardly Duchess from south of the river. She's really breaking those rival gang members' fingers in time with the beat. <laughs> we do all sorts of crime, from bad bank loans to smack Game of Thrones season eight to the war in Iraq. <laughs> Gambling, embezzling, homeless people wrestling, bootlegging my special gin. It's actually heroin. <laughs> so when it comes to crime syndicates, I lead the best. That's Shanks, spelled S, H, and all the other letters. Maman Shanks, you have a great talent. Oh, well, well, my big dream was to make it in musical theatre. Oh? You see, organised crime is a world of desperate, hateful, insecure, ruthlessly ambitious maniacs. So, musical theatre felt like a perfect fit. Right. I even got cast in a very early version of Cats. Sadly, in rehearsals, I couldn't hit the high C, or even a low C. I was chain-smoking heavily at the time. And Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, he dropped me. In fact, he cut the whole character so the world never got to see Jing Jangarella, the tax cat. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I should have known this would be my lot in life. I grew up on the wrong side of the brothel. <laughs> my cousin promoted unlicensed pigeon boxing, and my uncle was a whelk. <laughs> oh, great uncle whelk. He was a shellfish man. Mm. <laughs> now, who's the main contact for this untraceable poison? Moi! I am now the premier supplier of these cartridges across the entire European territory. I've sold half a million euro worth of it in the last week alone. Nice. Let's have a look then. Evan, you owe yourself half a million euros? No, I owe Nicotine Corp half a million euros, mm -hmm. which I simply need to collect from myself. <laughs> but that's fine, because I'm selling all of these for... 20 grand, just like we agreed. <laughs> 20 grand? Got a problem? You can always take it out with Lampe. I've only got one vice, and I use it to crush people's skulls. Uh, no, Maman. Uh, 20 grand will be perfect. Great. Pay the nice men, Lampe. Just fold in the money, Mum. Yeah, don't do that, love. It's all in pound coins. She <laughs> <laughs> got strong hands. <laughs> Happy New Year, Jay. 
words. Uh, you too. Uh, speaking of which... Uh, uh, yes, are you uh, planning anything special tonight? Well... Lumpy! I'm not allowed to tell you. Good girl. About our new paint factory nightclub where we're going to poison everyone. Lumpy, I was being discreet. Oh, sorry, Mum, I thought you'd forgotten. What is it I always say? Try not to scream when you sleep. Oh, never mind. <laughs> The door to the Shanks' hideout is opened, and then closed repeatedly, onto the head of a rival gang member, <laughs> who Max and Ivan step over as they hastily walk back through the park. Oh, it's a bit dark. I'll just turn my phone torch on. Oh, I turned it off. I'll just turn it on again. Oh, the international signal for dogging. We're over here. <laughs> PC Gribble? No, no, no. I'm, I'm off duty now. At this gathering, I'm simply referred to as the Ram. <laughs> and I have been bad. <laughs> I see. Uh, by the way, have you managed to put a stop to whatever the Shanks family is planning tonight? We've put a stop to it not happening. Yeah, we accidentally sold them exactly the sort of poison they needed to enact their sinister plan. Well, to quote Nurse Parker again, this looks hideous from all angles. <laughs> Needless to say, you shan't be paid until this is sorted. Look, we'll do whatever it takes to stop them, even if it involves risking Ivan's life. I'm glad to hear it. Now on the subject of taking risks... I've got a date with a Kia Sportage. <laughs> The boys leave Constable Gribble and meet their unstable landlord, Malcolm, back at the office. Boys, boys, boys! Malcolm, we will take those tickets after all. The Shanks family own the Paint Factory nightclub and they're planning to kill all the New Year's Eve revellers for some reason. Shanks. That's a name I haven't heard since I said it at the start of this sentence. <laughs> and before that, it was when you said it. Also, very recently. <laughs> but before that... It was a long time ago, back when I was in the gang myself. You were in the Shanks gang? Briefly. I married into the family. There was a lot of buzz about me joining, because I married those bees. <laughs> See? If I could give you some advice, never marry 10,000 gangster bees. <laughs> it's a very stressful day. I came out in hives. <laughs> and into hives, for that matter. <laughs> what can you tell us about the marriage breakdown? Given that I thought I was marrying a load of bees, it seems likely my breakdown came before the marriage. <laughs> in fact, looking back, I was probably less part of the Shanks gang and more sleeping rough next to a beehive <laughs> in a shed round the back of their warehouse. So you've got no Shanks goss at all? Only this. Mama Shanks fears no one and nothing except for the professional judgment of Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Do you have any other information? Oxford University is older than the Aztec Empire. About the case? <laughs> hey, no, sorry. Let's go clubbing! With Max dressed in his best, Ivan dressed in his vest, and Malcolm dressed in his best vest... It's technically a bin bag! <laughs> The trio make it to the Paint Factory nightclub. Welcome to the Paint Factory, where the beats are dirty and so is the air quality. In fact, um, if you could both just sign this health and safety waiver. Ooh, there's a lot of T's and C's. And L's and P's. And those other wiggly ones I haven't got to yet. Don't try and read it, Ivan. Just sign it. Have a good night. Inside, with no expense not spared, 
The paint factory has been transformed into a paint factory with some people in it. Also, there's a cured meat platter and a bunch of cheap candles. I can't see Martha anywhere. Right, let's split up. Oh. To look for clues. Oh, wicked. Great idea. Malcolm, see you in a bit. No worries. I think I've spotted an old flame. Might go and say hello. Just need a bit of Dutch courage. You can do it. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Vandenbroeke. Max scours the club for clues, but his search, much like a really bad fruit salad, is fruitless. <laughs> but then he sees a giant door, sized woman, guarding a normal-sized door. It's lumpy. I'll just keep my head down and stroll past. Don't enter! Spotting the words, don't enter, written on Lumpy's wrist, Max produces a biro and springs into action. Oh, Lumpy, I, I can see you've missed out a full stop. Let's uh, try that again. I was thinking of going through that door you're guarding, but actually I might go somewhere else. Don't enter! Oh, thank you so much! <laughs> you're welcome! Max finds himself backstage in the candlelit corridor and completely alone. Or is he? Ah! My ankles! Suddenly, Max realises he's trapped in an unhealthy work-life balance common to many freelancers in London. <laughs> but more immediately, by a rope, suspending them upside down from the ceiling. Well, 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 if it isn't the French Mafia. Cos it isn't. And your name is actually Max. How did you know who I am? Nurse Parker's on my payroll, and PC Gribble tells her everything. I know about your detective agency, and I know that you live alone in a shabby bedsit. Ha! Actually, I share that bedsit with an elderly couple and Ivan. <laughs> really, that sounds awful. But not as awful as what we're gonna do to you. Ah, Lumpy, just in time. Now, remember what we said about discussing our plans. No comment. Right. About how we got everyone to sign those fake health and safety forms that actually altered their wills so we can claim their inheritances. And how now I can poison the champagne so everyone drinks it and dies at midnight. And then we can burn this conveniently flammable building down, taking everyone's money and claiming on the building insurance as planned. <laughs> Lumpy, I'm annoyed at you but frankly also at myself for not stopping you earlier. <laughs> so, wait, it's murder on the dance floor. You're going to burn this goddamn house right down. <laughs> Just then, the door slams open again to reveal a desperate Ivan being punched, elbowed and choked by himself. <laughs> Pay up, will you? I don't have the money. <laughs> oh, I'll show you no money. In a burst of quick thinking, the upside-down Max swipes wildly at a nearby candle, knocking it sideways and tipping melting wax all over Ivan's head. <laughs> Martha Shanks turns round to see a man with a weird, eerie, waxy face. <gasps> Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber? <laughs> You came to give me a second chance. Um, I still remember Jing Jangarella's song, The Tax Cat Tango. Come out to the club, I'll sing it for you now. OK. Right, Max, it's just you and me. I'm going to poison you and then feed you to this giant python I got from the Crikey O'Reilly's. <laughs> As a terrified Max dangles between Lumpy and the door to the club, all seems lost until the door opens to reveal a knight in shining armour, or rather, a Glaswegian landlord in a bin bag. 
boys, boys, boys! Or, given the steamy encounter I've just had with my ex-wife, should I say, bees, bees, bees? <laughs> with a glint in his eye and honey in his teeth, Malcolm tears open his bin bag vest, releasing his ex-wife. 10,000 bees! <laughs> ah, get off me! Blinded by rage, but mainly loads of bee stings, Lumpy hurls the vial of poison at the dangling Max, who swings out of the way. The poison soars through the air and into the club. Meanwhile, five seconds earlier... Keep your receipts and add your VAT. It's Jing Janger rather from the HMO. The poison lodges in the throat of Martha Shanks, who in her death rose finally hits the high C she's been aiming for her entire life. And at the back of the room, what had appeared to be a plate of cured meat starts to applaud. By Jove, she got the part. The real Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber? Tis I! And so the case is closed. And as midnight approaches, so does PC Gribble, who takes a statement from the boys outside the club. Suspended by the ankles with a rope. I should have taken on this case myself, but I'm glad I didn't because I'm afraid your lives as you know them are over. What? Before we could arrest her, Lumpy got on her python and galloped away. <laughs> she vowed to spend the rest of her days hunting you down, and that'll be a long time. She's only 11. <laughs> Good grief. The force owes all three of you a massive debt. And I owe Nicotine Corp a massive debt. No, Ivan Gonzalez owes Nicotine Corp a massive debt, but as of now, he's dead. Sorry? The least I could do is nothing. But I'm going to do fractionally more. I'm going to put all three of you in witness protection. <gasps> I'm afraid it means you're going to have to shut down the agency. As of right now, you have no active cases. Well, we're about three months ahead of you on that one, PC Gribble. <laughs> Maybe this is for the best. Aye, also, I didn't want to tell you, but your office has been gentsified. Don't you mean gentrified? No, they're turning it back into toilets. <laughs> what about our new identities? On that front, I have some good news. I overheard your New Year's resolutions. And I've been able to help you fulfil them. Malcolm, you're going to become a priest. Amazing. I know you've recently rekindled things with your ex, but you'll have to become celibate. Oh, no one can say I didn't have a strong B plot in this episode. <laughs> Ivan, I've got you the junior shelf-stacking job you wanted. Great! I'm going on a little adventure of my own. I'm afraid Little rejected your application. <laughs> You'll be at Aldi, working on tinned meat, meat substitutes and fish. And Max, you will start a new life as a ghostwriter. Amazing. Big bucks for hanging out with cool people saying fascinating things. What's my first commission? I'm afraid to say you've been engaged to write The Wit and Wisdom of Anne Widdicombe. <laughs> oh, is that the time? Happy New Year, one and all! You know what to do. Aye, that we do. Shed old acquaintance, bees for God. Anne's clever thoughts to find. Shelf oldy quantins, beef and cod. Because you're going into witness protect. Oh, no, I see what you're doing. <laughs> well, Ivan, I guess it's time to go undercover forever! <laughs> been listening to the casebook of Max and Ivan, 
written by Max Oleska and Ivan Gonzalez, with Catherine Parkinson as Mama Shanks, Lewis McLeod as Malcolm and narrator, David Reed as PC Gribble, and Jessica Ransom as Lumpy. Original music is by Hugh Oleska and Samuel H. James. The producer is Ben Walker for Hair and Tortoise for BBC Radio 4.